the Fox show, um, you're listening, you're tuning in in your car somewhere, you're watching, you're wondering who are these guys, you know, I stumbled on, Christopher Walken's on the show, I'm not sure, is he? Maybe. <laughs> How the folk are you? This is the What the Folk Show. Folk being a last name used in hopefully a witty way to not say a bad word in a comedic way. You're listening to the What the Folk Show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod Directory, all social media at my WTF show. To be honest, between the two of us or between the me and millions of us who's listening to right now through these satellite uh, providers, I would say that uh, I don't exactly know how I should intro every time because for this show, I really just want to be able to have a conversation because wherever you're listening to right now, you got a lot of things going on in your, in your Falcon life. Maybe you want to hear somebody ramble, and hopefully you learn something along the way. So in a show like this, What the Falk Show, if it's an interview with someone from a, a job or industry they have, you learn that kind of thing. Or right now, on this episode, you learn about movies. Goals being movies you haven't seen, actors you never heard of, give you opportunities on those nights when you and your significant other or your friends are bored and need something to watch. That's what we want to do here on the What the Falk Show. I think your audience, I think they just they just don't want to be talked down to, bro. They just want to be spoken to. Yeah. So well, that's what I'm trying your to Your intro, I think your intro is fine. I think everyone's going to be okay. So that's what I'm trying. A lot of yeah. people do. They get really uh, like commentary with it. Like, hello, hello. Like, this isn't the Tonight Show. Right? <laughs> like, we're just talking right that's, now. That's true. But I mean, yeah, I was going to introduce you, but you just came through. So I can't, we can't decide. You've been on What the Folk Show a lot now. I'm at McNugget, at the What the Folk Show, at McNugget on Twitter. Yeah. Or Miguel. McNugget31. McNugget31 so. is yeah. the name you like to go through. Twitter. I, I don't think calling you an Andy Richter on this show at this point <laughs> is right. I don't, I don't, I don't know if Ed McMahon you think is appropriate. I mean, I'm not. I guess I'm not the announcer because you know, I would be the one announcing the so you, intro. To you're the still show. up there with me, but you're also not like you know you're like the pay- I'm a recurring the, guest. The paychecks aren't that, that just different. you know won't leave. How about that? I'm just leave. you asked me to come on one time and then I decided to stay. So maybe it's like Wayne's World. Exactly. Okay. Or I'm like you know half baked the guy on the couch. It's just the always couch. there. Yeah. I'm like the guy on the couch. Okay. Okay. So that's what we have here on the What the Fuck Show. Um, at Big Nugget, I would ask you yes your point of view as we're gonna do some like. Let's be honest, people who are listening right now, this is this is going to be very dorky movie talk about a certain actor named Josh Brolin. You have seen him in everything Thanos. recently. Thanos, <laughs> obviously. Everyone's seen it at least a few times. Avengers Infinity War, awesome movie. And also Deadpool 2 yeah. coming up. And he's been in everything. So you might not know some things about him. He's the son of a famous actor, James Brolin. His biggest thing was probably Amityville Horror Well, I'd say, movie. wasn't he really big on uh, the TV show? of stargate james brolin was in stargate. yeah i think he was like the tv okay. he was on it forever but for the younger but for yeah. his when he was like young it was amityville i think was like yeah. one of the bigger things oh yeah that's big right. time horror movie haunted house obviously was he in any of those like main big disaster movies i don't well, all i know i know about him it was amityville it was like you said stargate and then eventually he was huge because he married barbara streisand, barbara streisand yeah and she's huge obviously right oh, yeah. and remember when they came to baco there's a whole thing because they would go to chateau basque every time they were coming through la huh. north they'd always stop at chateau basque because that was we had some amazing bass places back home. That's baby. awesome. So, and they had a really good pickled tongue, uh-huh. I guess, that they would come and and, uh, and enjoy, enjoy and indulge huh. in. Our uh, one of our fr- our friends from back home is uh, he's one of the chefs there. Yeah, Chef the So good, good job for that. But for the intro, so we know as we're doing more of these shows, we're gonna talk Josh Brolin, do top five movies, do different categories, and really try to give a point of view. Yours is gonna be different than mine. So, like I said, people listening in their car, at work, at home, at this what the Folk show with at McNuggin and what the Folk. They really get information, okay, from people who really love it. So we, you would probably admit we've probably seen too many movies in our life. I mean, is there really too many movies? Well, maybe, but I think the thing for us is you and I would probably be having conversations like this anyway. Yeah. So we're like, we might as well record it. We think people like us would find it interesting. So yeah. I want to ask you, as being on the show and as you continue to be a bigger contributor, what is it that you want to get out of it? Like, what is it that you want someone listening to get out of this? Oh, man, you're going to be on some philosophical thought here. No, I mean, uh, you know what? Honestly, like, I hope that your audience... Uh, what we could do for them is really just kind of, you know, give them some light to certain movies or certain things that they may not have known about, and yeah. then they, you know, they check it out, and if they enjoy it, I think we're doing a, you know, we're doing a good job. Or, I think we, we're bringing some, you know, useless but fun facts. Yeah. That you know, you're probably not, you know, if you're not a, a huge avid moviegoer, you you're not maybe not paying attention to it as much. But if we can just give you a little insight, you know, that could help you out, and yeah. like you can watch this movie, and you're like, hey, man, thanks for the recommendation. 
And I think uh, I think that's what we're doing our job. It's like right. useless, unimportant, important facts. Exactly. That's perfect. Not movies and TV shows. If you watch <laughs> Infinity War, Spider Man would love our show because he loves a lot of these movies, older movies. He right? does. He's a pop culture reference machine. Yeah. And if anything, it's about opening up the conversation, right? Yeah. Also, so that doesn't necessarily mean they agree with us or really think we know what we're talking about. Yeah. They're like, oh, I hate that movie, and we're like, oh, okay. And they give us recommendations. Yeah. So this is a show of people who love movies. That's going to be a lot of what the folks show is going to continue with that with Abby Nugget. I would be talking to him anyway about this. We might as well record it. <laughs> Appreciate you taking the time to listen. So uh, we're going to jump into uh, Joshua Brolin. Mr. Josh Brolin. Son of James Brolin. Um, he's he, he's he's on fire right now. I mean, he, he's been around for a while. So it's a good <laughs> thing that he you know finally starting to catch on. So I guess, okay. Maybe st- his older rough demeanor really has helped his career. Older rough demeanor. Actually, you know what we should do? I'm going to... Ah, I'm wondering if we should go top five. We should start with the number five because my number five is like his earliest movie. Okay. Um, uh, as is mine, I think. Is it? Probably. That's if a great it's, intro. If it's his oldest movie. And it makes sense, okay, right? Okay, so. So why don't we do that? And then we can do Sprint. So we're going to do movies. top five each. We're going to go from five to one. He's going to give his five. I give my five. He gives his. Vice versa. All the way down to one. And then eventually we'll get to best role. Worst role slash fit. Best dialogue. Best scene. Most underrated. Most overrated. Talk about his future movies. All within the movies that we talked about. So a total of 10 movies. Or if we, you know, it could end up being seven because we might have the same movie on our list. Okay. So number five for the Josh Brolin uh, introspective, I guess we could say, podcast. He's so hot right now. We might as well fucking talk about him. Give some context. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Number five is Goonies, obviously. I mean... the, the white jock brother who protects his dorky Dory younger brother brother is always pretty popular. He's doing a good job at that. I mean, it's a it's a classic. He did a great job. Josh Brolin, I mean, it was our first... He was good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Also on my list, number five is Goonies. Yeah, number five well. is Goonies. So, I mean, it's got to be on the list because I think as a child, that movie really was like our first foray into adventure flicks. Yeah, kids' adventure movies. Yeah, because it's like... You know, it's funny because that's the rave right now. Yeah. Like, Stranger Things... It, exactly. you know, it's all the kids are like the adventure. Yeah. Like, well, we that's literally what we grew up on. Yeah. E.T., you know, Goonies, like those were the adventure of kids against, you know, the adults not believing in them and actually having a group of up. misfits embarks on a quest that will not only challenge them as friends, but challenge them as human beings, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's like the tagline almost. So, like, Stranger <laughs> Things is a great example. I think one good thing about Josh Brolin that I saw, and who knows, he could always just be a, a douche in real life. He did a good job of being a tough guy, but uh-huh. also being like nice. Yeah, you know, he kind of gets made fun of well, himself scene, in that movie. Well, remember the scene when he's riding that little girl's bike? Yeah, and then the jock dude that he's trying to press the girl yeah. that he's dating like picks on him and throws him down a cliff. Yeah, he's getting like made fun that of. is um, enduring, you know. Yeah. And that's a good, and you're right because he comes off as like I'm just like I got to be strong, muscly, but he's really I think masking his like his sadness because he knows that his parents are struggling because they have to sell their house. Yeah. And there's a lot of like real world issues that are overlying like the underworld of like these little kids and they're trying to find treasure. You know, but it all is retrospective to like him trying to be protect his younger brother in well, a sense. I think the theme if we can get was as we go down through his movies is at this time I don't know, but especially I had to think I don't know him again, but been working in the business long enough and just human beings in general, you yeah. know. I would have to think that it, it probably was pretty hard for him for a while, having his dad as James Brolin, very handsome, very pop, famous actor. It took him a long time. Yeah. So Goonies in 1985, big time, big time, right? Yeah, it's pretty You would role. think it's Literally his first role, I think. First, no, it's his second role, technically. Oh. He did it. He was in a Cindy Lauper uh, TV short, uncredited, though. So maybe it was an extra. Oh, okay. Probably an extra or something. And obviously, this is IMDb, so thank you, Internet Movie Database. We are also both on there uh, with all our credits of working yes. on TV shows. So 1985, Goonies. In 1986, Thrashin'. A movie I never heard of. Stairway to Heaven it was with the actor from um, Little House on the Prairie, Prison for Children, a TV movie. We got the guy from um, Problem Child. The guy passed away. Unfortunately. Oh, did he pass away recently? From Problem Child. He, yeah, he, no, I know. You're talking Problem, about, I no, saw no, him on TV Dad, show. Eight Simple Rules. Oh, oh, John Ritter. John Ritter. Okay. He did episode 21. Oh, John Street. With Beethoven. Yeah. Now, this is, so these are all, you think about it as an actor, you know, as someone who was in the business and as you're still in the business, you see this and you're like, man, this guy was so busy. You see like three projects a year. Three projects a year. I mean, thrash, that, that can only be like three months work. And then, uh, let's be in retrospect, it's probably not really big parts. Yeah, it's probably not. It's probably some smaller and, parts. And that doesn't mean, that means when it came out, it could have been a few years later, mm-hmm. a few years before. Yeah, so that's had, just the release date. That's not when they actually finished production. Absolutely. You know, like so that, this could so. have been a, a struggling time for him. It kind of built a lot of character wondering, you know, as I did when I first was like, oh, that's James Brolin's kid? Like, oh, he's just trying to be like his dad. Okay. Like, yeah. didn't really take him seriously. Well, it's funny, like, sorry to jump back to Goonies, but like, also like, he got to work with an amazing director. Oh, yeah. And Richard Donner. Yeah. And Richard Donner, he did the, you know, Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. He's done, you know uh he's produced all the x-men movies yeah. he's done so much for like and so for i think 
for uh, Josh Brolin to get like even just some direction from a good director like that. You know, and, like at least he had that under his belt while he's still struggling. Well, I think it's cool because uh, I, I go back to Goonies and I just think who else is in that? And then Sean Astin, right? Yeah. We talked about him being good at being endearing in his characters. Sean yeah. Astin is like the epitome of being endearing in right. characters. Samwise Baji. Or yeah. Samwise Gun. Yeah. So if Josh ever listens to this, Josh Brolin, if you're listening to What the Fuck Show on Twitter, whatever website you listen to, all podcast websites, you can give us a call, come on the show, and let us know like if you and. Um, if you and Rudy were actually like friends on set, you yeah, know, you were. I guess he was a lot older. He was like six to six to eight years he, older. Probably, yeah. yeah. It's funny because like you know you look back at that and it's like you know you had Corey Feldman, you know Josh Brolin and Sean Austin, and yeah. then, you know so they all went on to do big things during that time, especially. Yeah. Oh yeah, Corey Haim. Right. Mm-hmm. No, no, Corey. Uh, Corey Feldman. He Corey was in, Feldman. Yeah. And then uh, okay, TV movies, some TV series, nothing big. Another TV movie, uh, Winneka Road, which I was like, wow, there's a Winneka here in the valley. Hmm. It was some kind of. Uh, Connection. Show with Ed Bagley Jr. He Ooh. said it was mostly about sex. So it was like, it was like rich people having sex with each other. And shit All right, Ed, Ed Bagley Jr. Sex. Six episodes. Another few of the movies. Episode of the Outer Limits. Um, Bed of Roses. Does that mm. movie sound familiar? Mm-mm. Okay, really depressing movie. It's with Christian Slater and Marissa Tomei. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm pretty sure like Christian Slater is like, has like a disease or something and then Marissa Tomei falls in love with him but he's like he's like going to die. You I'm know? dying. So it's, it's like, like one of those movies. A Walk to Remember. Yeah, Walk to Remember. But a male version. Kinda, kinda. I think it's better because it's a little grittier, and okay. uh, so I don't. I think it's better. What's Chris Slater? Out. I mean, he's had his ups and downs. I think it's but... more about Marissa, dude. Oh, okay. Marissa Young. That's like right after my cousin Vinny. Oh, okay. She's already prime right I now. I mean, she's still awesome. She's been Spider-Man prime for like thirty coming. years, but she yeah. was like young prime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the next was flirt- <laughs> flirting with disaster. Ben that Stiller sounds, movie. Yeah. Like, he was wow. an agent in that. I didn't know he was in that. Everyone was in that. Another movie. Another movie. Movie with his dad. And then Mimic. Mimic. Okay. okay. So he was one of the he, doctors. He was, yeah, he was one of the he wasn't like the main one of the main roles, but he was with um He's her friend, right? Mar- yeah, Dr. Marissa, friend. Marissa wait, what's her name? I'm sorry. Maria what's her what's her name? I'm sorry. Uh, famous father. He was in Goodfellas. Mina Serino. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's the main star. And like what's nice is he got that he got to work with a young Camila de Toro. Well let me ask you okay. sick. His character this monster movie. He's one of the doctor friends. So does he die in the beginning? He's the first doctor to die, or he dies right at the end to sacrifice himself. It's more like there's a sequence at the end where it's a long, like last twenty minutes. Yeah, he ends up dying in that. Okay, so he makes it the final. It's either in that you're either the first one or he's gonna be the last one. He's gonna be there the whole time. Like well, it wasn't like trope. a sacrifice because I think because when it comes down to it, it's it's the uh, African American actor from Aliens Three. Aliens Three. You remember, he's like the preacher dude. Oh, Charles S. Dutton. Thank Hutton. you. Yeah, Charles yeah. S. Dutton. Rudy, back yeah. to Sean Astin. Oh, yeah, boom. Wow. And he's, he's it's really good. It comes out of her and him. Like, me and him. He's, they're like the last two. Okay. Of so, the whole thing, but. Cockroach Monster Movie Mimic, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Next up, Mod Squad. It's, pretty, it's a trippy one. I, I forgot Mod Squad, but as soon as I saw that when I was looking this up, I was like, oh, I totally remember Mod Squad. He's the bad guy. Oh, okay. See, I was kind of fuzzy because it's only it's been a while since I've seen that movie. When that movie came out as a kid, I knew it was about a TV show. Yeah. You know, another thing just to go off pop culture, the, the woman, the blonde girl is um, Rashida Jones's mom. Just something to drop in for you. Hmm. Just, okay. So, you from know, the TV show. From the original TV show. Yeah. So saying. this one, you have Claire Danes, you have Omar Epps, you have Giovanni Ribisi. Ribisi. Rem- remake of the TV show. I was so stoked as a kid when I saw the trailer, dude. I was so excited to watch it. Mm. It was kind of a letdown for me, but maybe I should watch it now as an adult. You know, well, I think that's that at that time they're still trying to figure out how to do the reboots. Yeah, you know now it's like they invest so much money in these movies; it's really hard to it fail is. unless you really just go yeah. off the rail. Like Charlie's Angels two, for instance. That first one was like it was not bad. Like yeah. it was like it's a watchable movie, but then the second one just decides it's so, like, way too much, way left field. Okay, so that looks like almost twelve years. No, no, seven, eight years until. He really does something of note that we would know. I mean, Better Roses was a good movie. Flirting with Disaster, okay. So there was a span then. Again, these are like once, you know, this isn't a lot of work. So I think Josh Brolin, even though people would think, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say even though his dad was famous and his Barbara Streisand is his stepmom, yeah. there was a lot of struggle and a lot of probably self-doubt about am I just chasing a dream that my dad... Yeah, am I never... Like, am I yeah. always going to be my dad's shadow and stuff like that, so... And, I like, it, you know, it does take time. Like, people think you can just jump right in, especially yeah. if you're related to some actors, but then those, you know, for them to really, you know, overcome their, you know, their parents, you know, shadow, then they have to really work at it. We start just doing some movies. You've got Mimic, 1997, okay? Mod Squad, 1999. Really underrated. I hope you've seen it. Best Laid Plans. I actually don't think I've seen that. Wow. Yeah. Good movie, man. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Okay. The other guy, his name is hard to say. He's like, he was the brother in Face Off. 
He's got. Oh, he's also got another. He's been around. Yeah, Italian name. Yeah, good yeah. movie. Good twist at the end. I'd hmm. recommend it. Okay. If you haven't seen it, it was Best always on like FX. See, guys, there you go. That's a, there you go. You're talking about movies. One of these trying to give you Best laid plans. You know? If you're bored, especially on like a Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. Was watch, that one of your Fox movies? It was one of FX movies. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, Hollow Man. Okay, we'll see. Okay, hold on. Stop you right there. Well, why don't we just jump into our? Oh, you want to finish this whole list and then I do want to finish a little bit to see how he went. We we okay. We're agreeing. That we said we would go until uh, Gangster Squad. Okay. And that's when he really became big. Okay. So I just still think he's an actor. He, God, Hollowman was a good role for him, though. I, I, still, I look at the difference between he was still auditioning yeah. versus now they come to him with the script, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's the difference between Josh Brolin. And then you got a show, Mr. Sterling. I was like, 10 episodes? I was like, interesting. Okay. Hmm. It was like supposed to be like a Mr. Smith goes to Washington or whatever. Oh, okay. And uh, so he's like, an, he, he gets hired or he c- comes into the Senate and then he tells him at the end, he's like, oh yeah, I'm an independent. So it's okay. like a whole deal, kind of funny. I think ten episodes. Into the West episode on that. Into the Blue. Ep- Into the West was about the. Wasn't um, it bad guy Into the Blue? Yeah. Yeah. Into the Blue, the Jessica Alba, um, Paul Walker movie. Paul Walker. Yeah, basically the dramatic version of Fool's Gold. Kind of the same <laughs> thing because they were friends. Well, yeah, Josh Fool- Brolin, like they're friends in the movie, and then he becomes a bad guy. I'm pretty sure. Right? Oh, okay. He knows him before. Oh yeah, there's like an opening sequence. Yeah, and then that's how he becomes bad. So Into the Blue, 2005, Jessica Alba. We got, and then okay, and then Grindhouse. Okay, so that's that's like yeah. That's when he was starting to be. He was like cameoing things because yeah. he was big enough. And then that's when he like that's a good role for him because he was playing. I thought I was like, oh, he's embracing. He could possibly be play a villain because yeah. like you know, let's go even back to Hollow Man. He was opposite. He was a good guy. He was yeah. the third lead in that movie. He was. And so you know that's a big step up. And then with Planet Terror, he was basically. He was like the fourth lead in that movie. I think the difference is too is that his name was on the poster at that point. So. Yeah, and he was a big character. Hollow Man. I don't think his name was on the poster. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was. Nah, it was. You totally because you have you, you probably had Elizabeth Shue, Kevin Bacon at the top. Well, maybe in or the, maybe just Kevin Bacon. Maybe but, in the bottom fine print. Yeah. But oh, I'm, you're I'm talking about like on the poster. Okay. Okay. So no, then you got No Country. Obviously, that was the big that's, deal. That's yeah. That we we knew who he was, but that's when the the rest of the world mm-hmm. really. And you got Planet Terror. Um, so he's on fire. Yeah, Planet Terror. You know, no and country. Then he, and then, then he starts knocking off. And we'll get, we'll finish this, and we'll get to our top five. And you got In the Valley of Allah, which was a movie I was so excited for, but the trailer was way better than the movie. That's starring the Tommy Lee Jones, Charlie Theron. When they're trying to find Susan his son. Sarandon, right? Yeah, he's trying to find his. Uh, he plays an ex-vet trying to find his son who came back from Iraq, can't find him. A lot of good actors. Very disappointing movie. I wouldn't recommend it. American Gangster, big time movie. Denzel, he plays the the corrupt cop who always giving Russell Crowe a hard time. Yeah. And then uh, we got the hair Mil- slick back, right? Yeah, yeah. We got Milk, which was that was probably his critical. Yeah, entrance. that's that's when it really because I mean that got him the Oscar. Now. He yeah. was the man that you know assassinated Harvey Milk. Yeah, and we so got Wall Street, deal. Money Never Sleeps. Basically, kind of sleep, that's the role I kind of forget the about. The sequel to Wall Street, basically playing the same character from Odd Squad, but in like uh, in the stock market, basically. So, I, but is he even really the bad guy in that movie? Because he just like, technically he's he, technically he's the antagonist. Yeah, I guess. But I feel ultimately Michael Douglas is still the bad guy in that movie because he still corrupts Shia LaBeouf somehow. You know? Does he? I thought he had kind of had his back. I gotta watch it again. And then Jonah Hex. Okay, oh, dude, I. Megan yeah, Fox, basically a dark, uh, dark castle, right? Comic book movie. We'll come. I'll, I'll definitely have words on that. Oh, okay. Later. Yeah. Sign, sign that that might appear later in the top five. <laughs> we got True Grit, 2010. He was oh, the bad guy. Yeah. Did okay. Yeah. I mean, right. I like that movie. I do. True Grit, the remake, and then he was the he's the guy who kills the. That's already known. It's not a spoiler, really. Yeah, he's the one. That, yeah, she's kills the, her he's the one that he's, she's going after. Yeah. And then uh, you know we got Gangster Squad, and then I want to end a Gangster Squad because that's the point. I really think, at least on this of the stuff we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. is where he really got to the point where it was, hey, Josh, we got a script we want you to look at. He's the star of that movie. Yeah. He's the star of that movie over a Ryan Reynolds, a Sean Penn, you know? Well, I think Sean Penn still got as high credit as he did for that movie. True, but in the movie itself, it's about Josh Brolin. Whoa, second time they worked together. Harvey Milk. Oh, wow. Nice. That's crazy. So, so that... Maybe they were like, hey, what's up? We're friends. Let's come together. That should have made it a little bit easier then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's where we're at. Okay. So we did. Let's go back to the top five. That's Josh Brolin here on the What the Falk Show with Ab McNugget here with the Falk. Listen on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod Directory. So far, I'm going to admit, I like what we're doing so far. We're organized. We're giving you the movie knowledge that you want to listen to. Hopefully, that's why you're listening. Or you just like me because we're friends or family. And you're like, hey, I'm going to listen to Connor make it feel better. Hopefully, it's because you like movies or you like me. Yeah, man. I mean, hopefully, yeah, you guys just enjoy this conversation. Yeah, it's enjoy really the conversation. Okay, so I did five Goonies first. You did five. Why don't you go four first? Okay, so yeah, so I also had five Goonies. My fourth, uh, Hail Caesar. 
I knew, Coen Brothers. I knew you were going to have that on yeah, your top five. That, it's a very underrated film, man. It's really... I really enjoyed it. I can't wait till I bring it one of my topics later. It's literally the antithesis. Oh, okay. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. So a little backstory. It's basically Hail Caesar. It takes place during the during the cold war not cold war but that's during when the red scare was happening yeah and so the black book the black book when they would blacklist people in hollywood because they thought they were communists and just just the funny little outcomes of like what you know comes from being free speech almost in a sense and his he's his character was basically running the studio so he's trying to make sure everything was happening and like he had to deal with crazy you know crazy actors george clooney's character mm-hmm. or you know underdeveloped characters directed like the by, new han solo directed by the coens right yeah the coen brothers yeah which i mean they've worked a lot together with like a few times with him i mean no country is their wife in that one is she in that one too Frances mcdormand just one yeah Oscars. she is yeah of course she, she is yeah see i mean she's in all of them hell so. caesar okay is your yeah. number four you know number four. i would take your number four and i'd give you a better movie which is the same movie but better okay you ready yeah the majestic Wait, he was in the Majestic. The Majestic. It's he's. It's another. It's he's. He's also. I don't know. I know. Well, dude, if we're really gonna. It's like you go. Uh, what was the one with Brian Cranston? Oh yeah. That's the. That's the anticipate. What was that one again? God, I, um, I just watched that. Yeah, I mean Trumbo. Trumbo. Yeah, that was a good one. So yeah. about the Black Book. In a time in Hollywood, there was a whole scare about finding communists, and a lot of the people went. To, you know, back in the seventies, sixties, people went to meetings of things, not well, necessarily knowing uh, if it was it communist. Earlier, it was like forties, fifties. Was it 40s? Yeah, it's during the Red Scare. Long so. time ago. There was, a, there was a witch hunt for communists. A lot of people in Hollywood got put in a black book. Trumbull, Just because they had, you know, they Hollywood's always been a little bit more liberal. And, like, so they've had a little bit more freedom of speech, in yeah. a sense. And so it scared people in the, in Washington. So. so number four brought up three movies about that era, which is Trumbo, The Majestic, and I guess Hell Caesar. Well, want. it's like, I, I love the Coens, man. They're so quirky. And, like, they always have, like, it's just a simple mistake. But then it just blows up into a bunch of crazier yeah. you know events yeah. and so I mean they've done it for so many movies and it's, they've all it works. Me, been good okay so there's number four for you so yeah. number five so far Goonies for both of us number four Hell Caesar for you number four for me mm. W mm. the George Bush okay. movie does a really good job and the reason I like it too is because think about the character in that movie it's about a son who can't really get out of the shadow of his father mm. and part of the theme we talked about earlier this is good I like this analysis yeah. even for me this is uh, you get out of the shadow of his father and it's the same thing with George Bush Josh mm. Brolin he's he, he lived that for some yeah. of his life. I, I feel like that's why he really jumped into that. That was the first time where I was like, wow, Josh Brolin can really carry a, a meaty role. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I, I won't comment too much because I have maybe something down the lines mm. also. Um, but I will say, like, he's, for being an Oliver Stone movie, I like Oliver Stone. Don't get me wrong. I mean, being, so- he deserves, like, a... A preface before you say Oliver Stone being an Oliver Stone movie? He well, he's no movies. He does, but I mean, most of them, like, even this one too had it too, but a lot of his movies definitely have a lot of political undertone. Like, okay. a lot of, like, I'm Oliver Stone, here's my message, blah, blah, blah. Here's blah. what I feel. But I really do feel W is one of his most underrated and his better films. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Platoon, I think, is his best of all time, well, but it's like, there's just, that was such a good film. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a movie about a president, which could have easily been super, super negative. Yeah. It really doesn't take that point of view. I think it was just a good satire. It yeah. was a very good satire. Exactly. It didn't, it didn't paint him as an idiot. It kind of just painted him as more of a, you kind of felt for him because he was thrust bit. into, because he loved yeah. being the general manager of the Texans. He did. And then he just died. Rangers. Into his fa- oh, Rangers, sorry. Yeah. And his family is what really, the name is what really got him into politics. Yeah. So I don't think he ever really wanted to be. Based on a true that. story, which sounds interesting and sounds believable, you know, and, yeah. and really shows a, a guy who's part of the political machine. Yeah. Who's born into the political machine. Also like Josh Brolin, being born into the entertainment machine with yeah. his dad and then with Barbara Streisand later. Okay, so there's number four. Good choice. Um, I'm going to go number three because I know it's not on your top five. Okay. Um, only the Brave. It was a good movie. He did a oh, very... Oh, wow. That jumped all the way into your top five already? For his character okay. in the movie? Yeah. Great job. I mean, I know I didn't see it, but I know the story. Yeah, I, I've heard what happened. It's basically a, a group of firefighters who are working. Well, it's a true story. Right? True, based it's, on it's a based, true story. It's Arizona firefighters. Arizona firefighters. Arizona, Nevada, I believe. Arizona. Nevada. Well, it's probably that region of yeah. That, yeah. They, they. You see the whole movie. It's not just about the the passing away, which is obviously tragic, and and for everything they did for us, is it's just it's it's hard. It's a, it's a very tear jerking movie, but it's very good. And he did such a good job as the captain of all these men, really good actors. You have Jennifer Connelly's in it, mm. Jeff Bridges is in it. But it's not just all about the tragedy. You see how, they, as a fire group, they were trying to move up in their rating mm-hmm. so they could do more on their own. Yeah. So when they start off, they're like kind of more down in levels. Okay. And they said they have to go up to be like the head crew 
to not get bothered well, on. With the jumpers, right? The Jump, jumpers. Kind of. There's a lot of verbers that I don't know. I know my dad right. would love it. It was a very visually stunning movie. Okay. But he did a very good job as this guy who also, again, was flawed, like wasn't always good playing by the rules and authority. And that's kind of why it took him so long to get his, his team up. You know, yeah. Jeff Bridges is helping him out. He loves these guys. He loves his wife. Like, and, and that relationship, me in a relationship at this point, you know, kind of, I can find similarities of the way they talk to each other. So a very human movie. Okay. You know, one of those movies is like, fuck, like there's people I know that, you're, that I could know that, that have gone through this and would understand something like hmm. this. So, I mean, I had a friend back in the, Maybe a few, like, over 10 years ago now that was training to be a home firefighter. Yeah. And, like, you know, you know, help, he made it his dream. But, yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a dangerous job. It's, and it's You know, and, yeah, I went from, that's kind of, like, why I haven't picked this movie up yet is just because yeah. I know what I'm going to watch. And I know it's going to feel a little too real in a sense that's like, okay, well, if I want to watch a movie where I know I'm going to get sad and cry, then but I'm going to watch There's scenes that are so good because there's scenes where, I like in a movies where with the music and just the facial expressions of so many actors in a scene there's no dialogue but yet you know you everything feel it. they're you saying can feel like they're... and it's it, what they're saying to you is far more than just a page of a script okay yeah, yeah. it's telling you a lot and I, for me when i talk to you about movies and tv shows sometimes i'm always thinking like okay i haven't really seen that before mm -hmm. i've seen so many movies and tv shows i'm looking for certain situations that i haven't actually been touched on for me in my mind or my yeah. heart i'm like wow it's really interesting like that's mm. I get this. Yeah. I get the way the characters are feeling right now. So only the brave Josh Brolin did a great job in it. I recommend it as well. That's number three on my top five, Josh Brolin. Number three for you. Uh, my <clears throat> excuse me. My number three. A lot of people didn't like it, but I did. Uh, Men in Black Three. Mm. I thought he does a really. I mean, if we're saying his role specifically, yeah. I think he does a great job mimicking Tommy Lee Jones, mm -hmm. like spot on. Like they do. He nails the you know just the mannerisms. The smile, the delivery of his lines, yeah, and like I just I, I enjoyed that of all like I would say it's like right up there with number one for me. I think it was just as enjoyable. It was as a the little first one. overrated, a little bit, a little preachy. I gotta be honest. Well, I mean, what do you mean by preachy? I'm not a big fan of the Men in Black movies in general, though. Okay, well, so, I guess I just, like I like them. I mean, yeah. I don't like the second one as much, but I, I like that. But I like sci-fi and I like goofy. So like Men in Black for you does it go one three two? Yeah, pretty much okay. one three two. Probably the majority of people would say that too. Yeah, because I mean the first one you can't ultimately say like that's the better one. Yeah, I mean Barry, what's his uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, yeah. director of it. He's done a lot of good comedies recently and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I just think for the fact that that movie went through so much turmoil behind the scenes. Yeah, I think they actually came out with a pretty well product. What was the turmoil? Because it just continued reshoots, like reshoots, rewrites, and yeah. it was all all real Will Smith. This was never any. Well, he never wanted to come back. Yeah, I really didn't. And yeah. then they paid him a lot of money, and they gave him all these like they, he's the one they gave him like a three story trailer that blocked the sun out on a certain street in New York when they were filming for like three months. Yeah. So people didn't get to see the sun, and Will Smith went and re rewrites stuff. So I think for all what they that went through, it came out with a pretty good product. So and was it good, or were you just had such low expectations? You were just over. You were surprised. Uh, yeah, I, w I mean, that's probably fair to say, because, I mean, after the second one, I was really let down over the whole, you know, franchise, yeah, yeah, presentation of it, and, you know, I was like, okay, well, what are they going to do, and then I do, like, just, it was really cool to see, it, like, how it initially started, like, they showed the MIB, M uh, MIB, like, how they started, yeah and with him, with Josh Brolin playing K, I think it was hilarious, because it was just a nice transition, because Will Smith does work really well off Tommy the Jones, I mean, Tommy the Jones is a legend, so it's really hard Absolutely, to yeah. not screwed it up but then i thought when those two played those characters it really did a good job i was like oh man they really matched yeah their their comedic team uh humor and timing i'm without surprised beat. i'm surprised that was even on the list i'm just not i didn't even think of that as one of his better movies you know well i mean you're saying what i believe yeah. his and i thought he did a great i th i enjoyed him in that movie yeah okay. i mean i didn't see into the brave so i can't you know that wouldn't be one of the ones i put on the okay, list okay so so far that's uh five goonies for you four was hell caesar mm -hmm. uh three was men in black three. yep okay, okay. And for and me then... it's been goonies w only the brave number three and number two i would say oh what's up i was acting watch out josh brolin i'm gonna take your job because men in black three is my number two that movie's awesome wow see <laughs> i didn't you what you like that, was, that good. was good acting, right? That was pretty good. I, I didn't go too overboard. Yeah. I wanted to set it up. That movie's fucking great. Okay. He did a great well, job. Yeah, see? Movie. I told you. That movie, for me, I, I, Men in Black 1 is okay. 2 is shit. Rosario Dawson doesn't do a bad job, actually. Well, I feel what they did wrong was cast Laura Flynn Boyle and Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Those two, two people, they should have cast somebody else. For but 3, it became 
more of a movie instead yeah. of just comedy. Yeah. It's like sci-fi out there comedy, which well, isn't always me. And the scene, I just remember the scene where he talks to little Jay yeah. after he's like, that was a great scene. He's a toy and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, you realize like, holy shit, you know, Will Smith had a dad the whole time. This is why he is, was watching over him and cares about him so much. Yeah. I love Men in Black 3. I was so, it, it's one of those things. That's why <laughs> that's I wanted funny. to ask you. I didn't you. think I was going to be on your list. I was so surprised about the, um, all the reshoots and everything. Like, yeah. Will Smith almost at one point was like, I'm leaving. I'm not even going to do this until you fix the script. So it was so over it was just it was really good emma thompson does a great job i love the thing about when they do time travel and you have to drink chocolate milk oh yeah i thought that was funny and uh josh brolin does such a good tommy lee jones man but they did work together on no country mm -hmm. so they had it's hours good. on set or just yeah. in between time talking to him great movie so they probably you know they already that's what's cool it's like it seems like he's worked with several actors a few times so yeah. maybe it's been more comfortable for josh brolin to do what he needs to do yeah and so yeah learning from tommy lee jones great heart and i, I still for me to me I, I like it far more than i liked men in black one really but i still far think more. men in black one is better than men in black two yeah I, I agree with you that i mean okay is it just because you think that the story was more of an actual story than the men in black it's one? more of a movie yeah, whereas, men in black one is more of like we could say like action comedy action comedy it's it's a little it's different it's a little weird it's yeah. weirder and i think that by the casting i think of that like linda florentino who plays the, the main girl she oh, was yeah. always kind of odd she was an odd choice you know? i mean she had er going the for wife her. of uh of the bad guy or the wife of the the body of the bad guy who he takes it over vincent the cockroach right? vincent d'onofrio yeah, yeah. The funniest thing for Men in Black 1 I would get for me is when he shoots a small gun, right? Yeah. But then more importantly, Noisy cricket. there's a meme that goes out there, and it's of um, it's of Vincent D'Onofrio walking in the body. Remember how he walks? Yeah. And it was like, how you walk after leg day. And after doing a lot of leg days that's recently, hilarious. I was like, that's hilarious, because that's exactly how it is. So that's what I got for Men in Black. But yeah, Men in Black 3 is something number two. I switched it up. The people listening out there, do some acting. You, you didn't know. I, I honestly disliked it. I, I'm I sitting here that in movie. the studio and I'm like, yeah. hey. He's seeing the facial the he facial got, impressions and all me. those things. I was trying to play him on that. So Men in Black 3, watch that if you haven't seen it. And um, get, watch like a YouTube how-to of 1 and 2 and then watch the actual movie of Men in Black 3. That's yeah, what I, I would say. say. Yeah, maybe just 1, 3, pass on 2. Because they kind of just glaze over 2 anyways when you go yeah. to number 3. But Okay, bro. Well, number 2 for All me. right, my number 2 is Mr. Brolin's most recent flick. Infinity War. Wow. Okay. It's number two. Okay. I mean, that movie is him. Number like, two. I know, right? Like, what's my number one? Oh, I know what's your number one. Of course it is. Exactly. Because you think that you're supposed to have a movie poster of that somewhere, or that you're. Totally I don't. I don't know if like you know that. what I'm talking. About. I, don't I know, know exactly what you're. talking I don't about. think so. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, okay. Hold but, on. Uh, yeah. No. So obviously, Infinity War. Yeah. I mean, what can we say? I mean, I won't give any spoilers, things away, but his character Thanos, he plays Thanos. Yeah just kills in that movie. And like, that movie is about him. Pretty easily best superhero villain ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I still really like Killmonger. He yeah, still st really reached to me, but they've done, like, they set those characters up yeah. to create Thanos. Yeah. And so I think, what I think a lot of people are going to be upset with is like, I don't think they're going to kill off Thanos in the series. I think they're going to yeah. find a way to make him work because he's, and even in the comic world, he's become kind of this like, He's not an anti-hero. He's not a bad guy. He's just he's just like all powerful, and he kind of like can decide when or not he can change, help affect the future. Or well, whatnot. from what I've been reading in the comic books, one thing about Thanos is like he is always destined to fail, right? Okay. Like he's always hmm. going to embark on something and always fail. Interesting. And so he's just Tragi like good tragic he's character. Kind of like he is a tragedy of many things. He th he always thinks that he's doing the right thing. Yeah. He's never trying to just hurt people for hurting people's sake you yeah. know it's not an ego thing necessarily. Which, is, which i do like how they changed it because in the comic he was in the early days he was just crazy oh he's just crazy he yeah. just murdered people he did yeah because like he was obsessed with with death's quota because yeah. he was in love with death and he murdered people because he didn't feel he belonged because he's a he's a, a a titan right yeah. who well for a long time like, like a physical disfigurement yeah exactly he was born because uh, people on yeah titan are they're called um yeah, they're titans, and like certain people are born with a certain genetic de defect, and that's what he got. That's Very few amount, though. Most people, yeah, us, yeah, like exactly. Humans. They look like humans, but yeah. <clears throat> I like what I like what Marvel done, and I think Josh Brolin's done a good job making you empathize with the character. Yeah, like you, you think he's just going to be this evil, but uh, 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 sorry, uh, tyrant, but then he ends up actually having a skewed, you know, version of what might actually be true. Yeah. Like he may, he may be describing the actual enemy of the universe and it's not him, you know, for instance, it's, it's life. It's like, yeah, it's just people. It's yeah. like people, you know, it's funny. Agent Smith had the same kind of principle in, in, uh, the matrix almost when he's talking about how he, the human beings are like a virus yeah. and they just spread and spread and spread. And this is in a galaxy, it's in a universal uh, understanding. So 
He just does a great job. He really ask does. Ask the earth how they feel about us, you know? Yeah. Ask, ask Mother Nature how she feels about us if she thinks we're a virus. Um, okay, number two, Infinity Wars. I would say, obviously, you'd have to say it's the peak of his career. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is like, this is I it. Mean, this is, he's going to be remembered. This one of this one of this this role will be one of the things he's remembered for. Yeah, he's 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 huge now. He's gonna be he's he's in a top ten of actors at this point. Yeah. There's gonna be times where him and Tom Cruise, Josh Brolin wins. I yeah, I think I actually give Josh Brolin the edge already yeah. over Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise you really only get him for like one thing. Exactly, and he and he's pretty old at this point. Yeah, pretty even more expensive probably. So yeah, yeah Josh Brolin is you're gonna see a lot more of him, and you already have. And I think the older Josh Brolin gets, his look really gives him. An edge of a lot of things. That works too, yeah. Because even Thanos himself, I think with Josh Brolin's facial structure, it really works out well. Because yeah. already he has a very defined chin, and it's funny because Thanos has a very defined chin as well. And like it's just just his gr- gritty facial structure kind of helps him with well, these. Part of why I go back to only the brave because you believed him as this old like weathered. You know, he's been through some shit, yeah. fighting fires or just life in general. He's older. He's in his fifties, I yeah. think. Right. So he's been around. He's starting to really hit his peak, and that's what his thing as an actor. If you can, if you can make it working. Yeah. Three times a year, eventually, you show up on time, your looks and your talent does accumulate, and you meet you the better. right people, or you have sex with the right people, let's be honest, or you... Hashtag me too. I mean, hashtag me too, you can make it, so that's what's doing for him, let's hope he didn't rape anybody. Okay. We don't know that for sure. Okay. Uh, number one for... Why don't you go number one? Okay, I will go... My number one is W. Wow, nice. Yeah. Wow. I, exactly. Okay, this is pure on his... Yeah, you're, you, you asked Brolin. me about Josh Brolin, yeah. what I like, what I enjoyed. Yeah. W was such a surprise for me when I went to watch it. Okay. Because uh, I at that time, I was already kind of annoyed with Oliver Stone. And I was like, ugh, I don't want to see another movie where it just screams like, ah, oh, Oliver Stone, like, this, listen to me. Yeah. But this one, I was like, this is a great satire. It yeah. does a good job of just simplifying this, you know, president who, like, you may have hated him or you may have loved him when he was in office. Mm-hmm. But he showed him as the man, you know, and what went down when he was trying to be the leader of the free will, like, and all the things that like went through his head and like how you could feel being in his shoes. And I think Josh Pollan did a great job. Cheney's whole thing over oh, his dude. shoulder the whole exactly. time. Exactly. And like, he does a good job of not like, I'm not saying embracing like being an imbecile or anything like that, but he wasn't, you know, he was just playing a normal fraternity guy, yeah. you know, and that's what their president was. Normal and, guy from Texas. Yeah. And yeah. he did such a good job. Like, I love the scene where he's like choking on the pretzel, which is so funny. Yeah. And like, it just, that always stick my head. But he just, I really enjoyed that movie. Like, yeah. it was really my, like, if you, to name it, it's like my favorite Josh Brolin. Well, a fun fact, he actually lived in Bakersfield for a time where we're from. While his dad, oh, yeah. While well, they still, they still have the house there. And they're actually trying to make it a historic. I think landmark. Barbara recently passed, so rest in peace. Um, she did. W. W is on the way out. That's where we're getting... It's kind of tough here at the end because now we're starting to double up. So number one for me is Avengers Infinity War. I figured. I mean, I... It was the best bad guy in any superhero movie I've ever seen, man. The CGI, mm-hmm. the way it worked with, you could like see veins, and I just see sweat. Josh Brolin, I, I, I don't want to do a disservice to any other motion capture people, especially not Andy Serkis. They've yeah. been Andy Serkis, like he changed the game, been changing the game absolutely. But I think Josh Brolin did a great job of really making me feel like he didn't even recognize with the difference of his acting you know like yeah. all the things on his face mm-hmm. it just seemed like he was really it just i i bought thanos i hate it when i have villains that the cgi i don't take him as real people i yeah. i bought into thanos's character and, and his feelings and there's times in the movie where he, he is still right about some things yeah you can go about it differently definitely a way a lot of better way to probably go out yeah but fundamentally you know it's a really logical way of looking at it. it's like okay well logically sure what you're saying does have precedent logically sure yes yeah. the numbers do point out what you're saying but we're human beings and he had he had the evidence to back up what he was saying he like did. he's like look i tried to warn him now the planet's destroyed he did so have the like evidence. what do you want me to do yeah so in, in the, what i was it's tough because avengers infinity War, i have to watch it again but in terms of what i got from what i expected i mean it's it's gotta be it's top three it's of marvel films of or superhero movies Oh, yeah. I'm sure. deciding now with Infinity Ooh, War. So it's like Logan, Dark Knight, and Infinity oh, Wars? Logan. Fuck. It's top five. The thing for me that I'm where I'm at, okay. it's not better than Batman Begins. Batman Begins will always hold a special place for me. I can't say it over that. But for yeah. me, that and Dark Knight are are a toss-up. Okay. But both amazing. Both top five. Yeah, yeah. But a toss-up. So, so that's they're like huge. On the same, they're on the same. It's like on a, you know? So it's like Logan, Cap 2, Batman Begins, or Logan, Batman Begins, Cap 2. Those three... The Dark Knight, and then I think... Infinity War. Well, that runs like a top five. I mean, it's a very strong superhero top yeah, five. Yeah, so I thought it was amazing. I thought he was the reason why. He's the star of that movie. Yeah. 
I, I don't want to tell people to pay money to see things three times. I just, we, they already make enough money. They don't I mean, they reached a billion dollars in 10 days. But I know, but I, it is worth watching I mean, again. I've seen, it, I've seen it twice already, and I've seen it a third time as well. So and It's worth watching in theater, too. So I really say you guys should give it IMAX a chance. IMAX, like, just watching it on that epic scale. Yeah. Woo! It's pretty awesome. Okay, so that was top five for me, Josh Brolin. We're going through it. Uh, five Goonies, four... 4W, 3 Only the Brave, 2 Men in Black, 3, 1 Infinity War. Your top 5 was what? Uh, number 5 was Goonies. Number 4 was Hail Caesar. Number 3 was Mission uh, Men in Black 3. Number 2 was Infinity War. And number 1 was W. Okay. We actually shared a lot of similar movies on our list. We did. Yeah. It just, we you know, reorganized them. And let's go into, we're going to best role, okay, for of those five, of any of his movies, real quick. Okay. okay. So these are kind of what we're going down to stats, which continue to fill out that fantasy football in terms of fantasy watching movies. So best role for me, Thanos. It's pretty easy. Best role for you? Yeah, uh, it, this is a tough one for me, but I mean, like really looking at it, it was it came down to either W or Thanos, and I just think okay. Thanos will be whatever he will. He'll always have that. I guess it makes sense that it would be our number ones would be best role, right? Yeah. So worst role slash fit. Okay. I. Gosh. Okay. I was thinking about this one. I did have it on my list. It doesn't have to be a top five. Minus. No, I know. Five. Um. You know, I think Gangster Squad. I don't know. Like, wow, that's a great that's a great pick, actually. Because like that movie itself, yeah, should have been so much better. Yeah, you're right. And I think Josh Brolin did as best he could. Yeah, but then I think he overcompensated. I think on that role. Would you say? I would think that Josh Brolin at that time, maybe it was he could lead a cop movie like that. Yeah. I think he could, but not in that time. That the, I agree that it was like 1930s, 40s, 50s, yeah, right? Right after World War Two, I think, or World War One or Two, when World they came back, yeah. yeah. And you know, I agree. I think maybe maybe that movie would have even worked better if it wasn't so because that movie itself is so almost comic booky in itself. Yeah. Like if they would have did more, maybe like, do you ever play the game Rockstars? Uh, La Noir. La Noir. No, I never did. Okay, so that's a very. But you want better like. L.A. Confidential. Yeah, there you go. That's, Sorry. That's so you're, you peak. want that L.A. Noir film yeah. feeling, but you don't get it. Gangster Gang Squad tries to be an action movie first. Yeah. And I think that's that really ruined the movie. And then he like overcompensated, like, I'm this tough sergeant that can't get out of the war. Yeah, I will not like, take a cut. Yeah, I will exactly. not take it. I think the thing with them is they relied too heavily on, hey, this is a post-World War II movie. Mm-hmm. Buy into the time. Yeah. And now we're giving you like that kind of movie, which yeah. is a little too much. I mean, I thought Ryan Gosling did okay job. He I ends up being the best in that. Yeah, he does a know? good job in that, in that era. You so know? Uh, that's worst role fit for you would yeah. be Gangster Squad. I can agree with that. It makes me rethink mine, actually. Worst role fit for me is Old Boy. Oh, man. I want to watch that. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Have you seen it? I have. I, I mean... Okay. I've... Okay. Well, then I want to ask you this because have you seen the original Old Boy? Of course. Okay. How does that differ? How do you feel about that? There's some endings that are different a little bit. Not like so the, main things, but some little bit of different things. Well, I mean, the original it's not really a spoiler because it's been out for so long. So, like, is he sleep, sleeping with his daughter or did they change yeah, that? he's sleeping with his daughter. Okay, so that... But at the end of the, the first one, what does he do at the end? In the original? Yeah. He cuts his tongue out. No, he cuts the dude's... And then what does he do? T- and then he, like, he, he says they can, like, uh, alter her mind that she doesn't really know. But he knows. But what does he do? Where does he go? They go like the fort. They go to like the forest, and they live together. Okay. And yeah. in, in the new one, he goes back to the room at the end. Oh, to be locked away forever. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. So okay. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, best dialogue. I don't want to go again, but I'm saying Infinity War. Blah blah. Uh, best scene for me. End of Men in Black Three. Mm. Is my favorite scene of his when he gives him the um, gives him the toy, and then you finally find out all that emotion. You come in and find out that he's been his. He's a good father, basically. His whole since, life, you know? I mean, he's the one to help almost led to his death in a se- you know, in yeah. a sense. But I think that was always like how that one character said, like everything in the galaxy always tends to ripple its way out. You know, it always mm-hmm. finds a way to happen, and that was always going to happen to Jay's dad. So the fact that he was able to be there and it always, you know, and even if you go back and rewatch the first two movies, you can almost—it's not like they planned that, but you can kind of feel like that's how they got there because he always acts like a father role to him well, i think there were times where too if i'm right i'd have to rewatch it where he's like talking shit on his dad because he was never there for him mm. and then like timely jones says you know he's kind of like hey use your dad you don't don't say things like that but not really giving in yet maybe a little bit more each movie yeah they probably didn't know that in movie one i feel two, like they didn't but know? then i think they rewrote it in three he definitely says that a few times yeah. before we get to that point okay uh, uh best well, dialogue I, okay, and i'll scene do for you i'll do my best scene okay uh my best scene is actually the 
uh, border scene in Sicario. That, that was going to be up there for me. That's a really intense scene, man. It yeah. kind of sets, I feel like, almost sets that movie of intensity because just like showing him taking control of his you know squad, but then showing Emily Blunt kind of like confused about what's happening and then also then there's that amazing firefight. So do you mean before or after when Emily Blunt says she's going to talk and then he has to like pin her down and tell her what's no, up? No, no, not that part. I'm talking about when they're when she's first becoming like she first gets assigned to the team and she's going over the border and they're like oh like like there's something wrong with that car and they all get out and they surround the car and it's like a really tense scene and then okay. they all they shoot the dude and then he's not really I mean I get that's your best scene but that's like a best scene of all the actors involved you know well yeah, I mean it's a good scene of his he's not too. even like there's not even a scene of him like straight into the camera yeah there is. He's like gun barrel down and they get a good shot of him going up. And he's the one talking to the guy, people in the car. No, he's not. It's Benicio. Oh, shoot. And then Benicio is the guy who shoots through the window. Well, they all shoot through the window. They yep. all take him out at the same time. But yep. okay, fine. Awesome scene. I'm just saying it wasn't Break down my scene. Wasn't I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Your scene was better than M. Black 3. My, mine was an easy one. Yours, you went into it. You, you used the actors around him, which is smart, you know? All I had was some little kid actor. Who knows what happened <laughs> to that guy? Um, most underrated for you, who is most underrated uh, movie? uh jonah hex nice that makes sense i okay it's not let's just throw it out in there it's not it's not a great movie no. like it's not really i mean they do what they can for pretty i mean the script was written by the guy that wrote crank and ghost rider 2 yeah. and gamer so it's like that, that kind of level of what you're getting in entertainment wise but besides that he does a great job in that movie so this anti-comic book hero who dies well, in the civil war well no okay so He's a DC comic hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, his family is murdered by his greatest nemesis, and then the he has like an Apache god come through him and keep him alive because they think they kill him. He gets branded on his face, which then scars his face, which gives him this like crazy looking face, and then he ends up basically becoming like the Punisher of like the old days. Nice. So it's basically Dark Man. In the 1800s. Mm, yeah. Right? If people get Darkman. Basically. If they, Darkman and Liam Neeson movie directed by Stanley Sam Raimi. Also with Francis McDormand, which connects to the Ethan wow. Cohen thing yeah. we were talking about. Darkman, solid movie. This Liam Neeson, movie. another superhero-like movie. They ended up making three of them. Yep. Uh, Liam Neeson is only in one of them. That could be a whole other podcast. I used to love Darkman. Uh, one thing I would say about that is the underrated with Jonah Hex, Megan Fox at her peak before all the Yeah, and, and she actually doesn't do a bad job in that movie. She doesn't. She's actually pretty... You know, and they, you have, you have Michael smart. Fassbender. That's what I was going to say. As one That's of the, the guys. Underrated. Michael Fassbender as, as the, the dog. Yeah. And then you have, I mean, you have John Malkovich who does a good job as the bad guy. John Malkovich, yeah. So it's like the cast is actually not bad. It's just yeah. like, man, you could have really done this differently. And there's some pretty cool scenes in that movie too where it's like, you know. You've seen worse movies than Jonah Hex. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. Especially in like the DC world. Okay. And then my underrated was Into the Blue because okay. I thought he was a good bad guy. Because he knows him, you know, he's like, look, I don't want to have to do this, but I got to do this. Basically, Into the Blue, it's like Jessica Alba, Paul Walker, two attractive surfer people who get caught up in, like, uh, finding drugs that Josh Brolin works for a drug cartel, and then they're fighting, and, oh, I have to use the water in my six-pack. Got to surf, man. It really is much of a, hey, we're beautiful people, watch us fight crime. Um, underrated. I mean, like, Sicario is amazing, but I couldn't say it's underrated. Well, I thought that, that was your underrated, wasn't it? Sicario? No. Uh, blue, blue. Into the Blue, yeah. but I'm saying, like... you. Oh, Sicario's good, man. You Sicario is just a great movie. Yeah, it's really... So it's not underrated, but in terms of underrated, Into the Blue, overrated, happy to say, Hell Caesar. Not a fan of that movie. Oh, man. I didn't... I, I, he, that was gonna go my worst role. I just don't think he did a good job in that role. I don't. Really? I don't okay. think... I don't think the studio execs at that time were exactly like that. I don't. I don't think they would've survived. I don't want to get too into it with the... You know, but I think didn't he have like a little bit mysterious? Like, didn't he have a gangster background? I thought that's what he did. That's why it. he had that. That's why he had that mentality. If I can handle all this stuff, because I, I mean, think he I came wasn't from alive a then. But from what I've seen, a lot of those were not gangsters. I mean, they were men who took advantage and used their leverage on people. Like everyone has in Hollywood all yeah. these years and did some bad things, but not like more scary from intimidation of what they could do to someone's career. Not well, I, not intimidation of I'm going to physically hurt you. Yeah, and he, I don't think he had that. I don't think he gave that off in that movie either. I don't think he gave her game off. His... I thought he did a little bit. He was all in your face. You know? Yeah, I, true. Um, Could have found somebody better is all I'm saying. Hmm, I think. Who would you cast then? As a Coen brother? Because you have to think it's an Coen brother mindset. So you want a kind of character that comes off as like a front strong, but also may show tendencies to be like a little... Weak. Yes, insecure. Exactly. Perfect. I'm glad you asked because I watched the movie called Suburbicon. So Matt Damon? Yes. That movie's ter- terrible. He's also, thanks for picking up big water while we're filming this. Sorry, sorry. He's also on a Cohen fan friend, you know. Cohen's produced that too, so Matt Damon's already in the family. Well, I'll say this right now about that movie. It was originally written by the Cohen brothers back yeah. in the 80s, yeah. but then they decided to scrap the script 
And then George Clooney picked it up and just totally like ran the PC flag all over it. Mm-hmm. And then it made it a little bit too like pre- uh, pretentious, guys. It's yeah. a little too pretentious. It was whatever. I mean, it was a library movie, so it was free. So I didn't really take there a lot from it. Um, so you're most overrated. Uh, American Gangster. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I, and not just because yeah. of him, but it would just, be that or Gangster Squad. Right? Just yeah, I mean, for me, okay, American Gangster, Ridley Scott. You know, you got Denzel Washington, you got Russell Crowe. You know, they're both at the height of their peak and whatever. And it's, I mean, the idea was good. It's just the delivery of the movie itself. I thought was a bit boring. I get and that. I give so many good actors that you could utilize a little bit better. Totally. And then, a lot of good actors. Like you have Edge Delba before he blows up. You got Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, all these like really good actors. T Pain. T Pain's in that? Oh yeah, he is. He's a yeah. baseball player. Yeah. His drug. But yeah, I just I don't know. I just never I never got me. Okay. That movie itself never got me. Never got you. I get that. Okay. I mean, well, that's kind of the wrapping up the Josh Brolin episode. We talked about our top five movies. We did best role, worst fit, best dialogue, best scene. We didn't talk about rated, Hollow Man, dude. I was surprised that nobody talked about Hollow Man. Hollow Man, I was a little disappointed when I watched it. I was excited for the trailers, and as a kid, I watched it, and I was like, eh, okay. Were you more excited about the part where he, like, spying on the woman? Kind of. Taking out class? <laughs> that was a tough thing for me as a kid, because I was like, hmm. That's a very, that's where his moral clock Having was like, feelings, mm. like whether, would I do that or not? You know, like anybody could who's listening to that. Oh, dude, yeah. We're just human beings. I'm just saying. I mean, it was a fun watch, but yeah, I get you. Yeah. It's not the time where like those kind of like scientist disaster it's movies kind of done with Elizabeth Shue hmm. by okay. that point too. I think I watched The Saint too much. Oh, nice. Good you know, movie though. Val Kilmer movie, Elizabeth Shue. He basically plays like a MacGyver superhero yeah who's like finding ways and stealing from the rich and giving to himself yeah and uh had a lot of disguises and stuff it was good i like yeah. it yeah well it's funny too because like elizabeth shoe i feel like i only see her now in like gimmicky type movies yeah i don't even know she's acting anymore you know? she's i mean well she was in piranha 3d yeah so there's like and then she's in death wish and then she'll do like a oh death wish okay and yeah. then she'll do like a uh interview for the 15th anniversary of like back to the future or something boom and that's probably a really nice lady i'm just you know yeah i mean good for her she worked a long time so i mean she can take you work as long as you can you save money then eventually people will most likely most of the time majority get tired of your face and not believe you in certain characters right yeah i mean honestly or like even the actor themselves will probably get tired i mean it's yeah it's a lot of work i mean everyone thinks like oh i'm gonna be an actor and i'm gonna make all this money and it's gonna be fine it's like no there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind that oh yeah you have to you have places you have to be you have no guarantees yeah, You're like oh, three years from now, what are we gonna do? And you have no idea. Mm-mm. You can't assume that TV show is gonna still be filming. You can't assume you're gonna that that superhero movie uh, sequel is gonna go through, or that yeah. you're gonna get cast in it. There's just so many different things. It's a very the stability is not something part of entertainment. I think that's what Josh Brolin really had to deal with, and that's why he's been a good actor. Yeah, very he's st- stuck it out. He stuck it out. He's kind of been a rock. He's been emotional. He's been tough. He's he's, he's believable in terms of being kind of like an endearing character. So far, he could be a douche. I don't know. Last Diane Lane, I think they're together, or he's she's his ex or something. So, ooh, that's interesting. Congratulations to uh, Josh Brolin for a yeah, long time. Diane Lane. Uh, thanks for listening. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod, Director, My Parents' Phone. I would say if you listen to this, if you let us know things that you like, things that you didn't, trying to find very form formatical that's not a word Mm-mm. good For- format format just good i guess it's just that i don't what's the plural of formatting yeah good formatting of the show exactly to give you because people who are listening who are liking it are big time movie fans are interested in learning about past movies or history and, and context of actors and that's where we're given here on the fall show at mcnugget miguel anything you want to say goodbye uh no good guys i mean appreciate you guys listening and we just want to hear back so we can you know improve the show for you and what's your uh, twitter it's a uh, mcnugget 31 mig m-i-g yep, yep. Like a little McNugget, so he likes McDonald's. So a lot of people like McDonald's, you have that in common. You find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all those, podcast directory, every one of those, at my WTF show on all social media. Thanks for fucking listening. And if you do listen, if you have an idea for another thing you want us to dive into, let us know.